Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Building with Bailey, a podcast. It's been it's been a while, and I'll just cut right to it. So basically, in December, um, I went to a dentist here in Boulder, and they basically figured out that I haven't been able to breathe for like most of my life through my nose, and I didn't know it because I broke my nose little I thought I was like six when I broke it but my mom is pretty sure it's like when I was three so I don't even know but I definitely um, had a lot of structural issues and so the dentist referred me to an ENT and I went to the ENT um, back in December like literally the next day and they were like yeah, we have to go through the steps for insurance. So they recommended I use like breathe right strips and nasal spray. So long story short, I do that for three weeks, go back. And then this time I had an appointment with the surgeon. And that was earlier this this January. And the surgeon looked at me and was like, you have three structural like huge issues with your nose. I recommend doing surgery. Um, it wasn't like a nose job, like cosmetically, I don't look any different, um, now, (laughs) but he was like, yeah, well, definitely need to operate on this. So I had scheduled the surgery, um, on the 15th of January because that was the quickest they could do it. Insurance approved it, um, which was great because I thought that would be fine. Like school started the 14th. So he said I would be down for like four days. And I was like, that's perfect. And I've got my classes online and I'll be ready to teach by the following Friday and like no big deal. And so I have this surgery and it was fine. Like I've never had a surgery before, so I was pretty scared about it. And all of my family and everyone is, you know, in Indiana. So it's kind of nervous, but I knew like this is what I needed to do. Um, I was excited at the idea of being able to breathe because once you put those breathe strip, like the breathe right strips on, you figure out how much, you know, you actually haven't been able to, to do or like breathe. And it was really exciting to think about, you know, being able to do that. So anyway, um, I have this surgery at this like little surgery center and come back, like my roommate picks me up she's wonderful. Her and her husband are incredible humans. And I feel really lucky that I ended up living with them. Um, literally just the most kind, wonderful humans I could have, could have ended up with. So I didn't realize how much help I was going to need. Um, and I guess a fun fact about me is that I don't really like to ask for help, um, which is something I've gotten better about doing. But it it's still a struggle for me. And so um, I didn't know how much I was asking of my roommates when, when all this was said and done. Um, again, like I had my wisdom teeth taken out when I was like a junior in undergrad. And I, that was like the only ever, the, the only time I had ever been like put under anesthesia. And so, you know, and that's just a different operation. But anyway, so I'm healing up like it sucks. It's not fun. It is not cute. It's not like, let me tell you, like it is disgusting. 
So if you're, you know, someone who is queasy with blood and stuff like that, it's probably not the operation for you. Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, this is fine. So everything was going to schedule. It was day five and I went back to the doctor and he took out the splints and the stitches and like suctioned out everything. And I went home. I started doing my classes and everything, you know, just keeping up and went to sleep that night. And then about one in the morning, I woke up and my nose was exploding with blood. So I guess I should give a trigger warning too. If, if you're queasy, this is probably not the episode for you either. Um, cause I'm going to talk about that. Um, I won't go into like explicit detail or anything, but just to say, like, I was freaking out. And my roommate had told me, she's like, if you ever need anything, give me a call. Here's my cell phone. You know, like, I, I have her cell phone and everything. So I took my cell phone into the bathroom with me. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, and I called her. And she came to help me. And we got it to stop a little bit because it was clotting and so it was kind of stopping. My body was trying to stop it. But every time, you know, we did anything or like touched a clot, it just like ripped back open. It was like, you know, when your body's like scabbing and you rip the scab off, it's just going to bleed again. That's kind of what was happening with these clots. So anyway, um, you know, that happens. It's one in the morning. We get to stop. She's like, I'll help you change your gauze in about an hour and a half. So it's going to be like 3.30ish by the time we were all said and done. And uh, 3.30 comes around. I knew when we took the bandage off, it was just going to do the same thing again. Because again, it's like ripping a scab off. So she's like, we're going to call the doctor in the morning and get you back in. So I waited. We got that to stop for a little bit. I tried to sleep. I couldn't really sleep, you know. Um, and then in the morning, we called the doctor office and the medical assistant was like okay he's at this other office in golden colorado which is about 35 minutes away um, but their broomfield office was like only 15 minutes away so he's she was like you can just go to that one and there's going to be a physician assistant and he can help you stop the bleed because apparently rather than going to an emergency room if you go to an er um, they'll just call the ENTs to help you like put out put or stop the nosebleed so I was just basically going to the best place you know I'm getting there and like at this point it's not stopping and so I'm like this is really bad so the physician assistant puts this foam packing in my nose and you know no numbing or anything because I'm just a disaster and it was incredibly painful like all of this was it was horrifying. Um, and so then, you know, he calls my doctor, the surgeon who was doing an operation in Golden and that we waited for, for him to call back to say what we need to do. And at this point, like it'd been an hour and a half and we were waiting and, you know, bless my roommates. Uh, you know, so they were just like, this is fine. Everything's better. I'm all good. Gucci, Gucci, you know? So. 
uh, walk out of there. He's like, we'll just see you in the morning. We'll take the packing out here, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. So we leave and get back in the car. And we're, like, planning out, like, well, we'll get lunch at Chipotle. Because I love Chipotle, even though that was kind of the last thing I really wanted. I'm just, like, there's a lot of blood, so I'm not really feeling it. And we get down the road, like maybe five minutes, and all of a sudden, I just am like, oh, God. And there was a plastic bag, thankfully, right there. And I took the plastic bag out, and I'm like, just the blood is now coming out of my throat because it's blocked to come out of my nose from the packing. So I started profusely bleeding out of my throat. So Joe turns around, starts driving back to the office. By the time we get back there, like, I'm just shooting out blood. It's coming out through my packing now. It was, it was a nightmare. And they call my doctor back at the other office, and they're like, we need, she just needs to go there. So I had to get back in the car after just, I mean, at this point, too, is, like, my body's trying to clot the blood. And so now my throat is coagulating with blood, like just clots of my own blood. And I can't breathe. Um, I'm choking and gagging on my own blood. And Joe and, you know, her husband are, they get me back in the car and then they drive 35 minutes to Golden. And in that time, I mean, we're we're talking like I was starting to really get scared because I was choking badly. Yeah, and I was just shooting out blood, like filling up like so much blood. Um, it was a disaster. And uh, by the time I got to the office, Cam carried me up the stairs and got in the elevator. We went up to the third floor, walked in the office, and everyone's eyes are just horrified. They're like, "This is this is awful." And they rush me into a room. The doctor comes in. They're trying to get me to like tilt my head back, but I was like, I can't do that because then I choke on my blood. So um, they pull the packing out. Like the doctor pulls the the foam packing that had been placed in the other office out, which hurt. And then they put. Um, well, they were trying to like just see what's going on, and they couldn't. Because, like, obviously, like, I'm just shooting out blood. Like, bags and, like, bags of blood are just, it's just pouring out of my my face, basically. And I'm scared to death. Like, I, I actually thought at this point, it had been, like, hours now that this had been going on. So, like, the original bleed started at, like, 1 a.m. And then now it's, like, 3 in the afternoon or something, you know. I'm feeling really weak. and. I had just, as I like, I just held my head over the trash can and I was like, honestly, like, I just want to, if, if I die, like, it's fine. You know, like, I've lived a good life. I told Joe, tell my parents that I loved them. Um, I just kind of accepted. I was like, well, if this is how it ends, you know, like, it's not ideal, but you know, it is what it is. So the doctor was like holding my hand and Joe was holding my hand too. 
And when I kind of opened my eyes, I realized, like, I mean, I had blood just, like, all over her and um, myself, obviously. But I felt felt terrible. I was like, but she held my hand the whole time. And I was screaming out whenever they tried to do anything in pain because it, it was so painful. Um, so the doctor decides that since he can't see anything, he doesn't know what's happening, like... Apparently, this has never happened before, and especially not on day six of recovery. So he's freaking out a little bit about, like, what is even happening? Nobody nobody gets it. Um, they call the paramedics because they're like, we need to get her into surgery right away. Like, we need to take her to the hospital. And I'm at this office now, which is 30 minutes away from this, the the hospital that could take me, uh, where the doctor had operating rights. So the first paramedic team gets there, and they're not able to leave Golden. And he's like, "What? Why did you even come? Like we said on the phone, we needed people who could take her to another jurisdiction." But so there was a whole mess up there. Um, but the paramedics, like the first team, started an IV. And before all this happened, like, I'm pretty afraid of, I, I mean, I don't enjoy blood draws. I've had to have them all of my life for food allergy tests, and I hate them so much, but especially not an IV. Like, I do not like those. I was like, oh, this time, every time I've had an IV, um, I loved it because I felt so much better because um, I was just so dehydrated. And, you know, it's like super dry here and altitude and everything. So, you know, I, I hadn't drank barely anything all day. The last time I had eaten at that point was like, I don't know, like eight hours ago or like six hours ago. I don't even know. But anyway, so then the second paramedics team gets there. They put me on the stretcher, wheel me out, down the elevator, everything into the ambulance. And I've never I've never been in an ambulance but I just know like Joe and Cam can't they can't drive me 30 more minutes but I was also stressed because I knew how much money it was going to cost and you know this whole time I was like oh my god I'm going to bankrupt my parents like and this is all my fault and everything and you know so there's just a lot of thoughts going on um but before they stretchered me out and all that, I guess I should also follow up. The doctor put um, this like balloon thing into my nose, like on the side where it was like really hemorrhaging. And he, to do that, um, to get enough pressure there where it needed to be, they had to like blow up this balloon with like saline in my head, like up my nose, in my head they're blowing up a balloon inside of my head. And it was so painful. Um, I was just screaming out. And I was trying really hard to be like tough. And everyone was like, you need to be calm and all this stuff. But like, when you're choking on your own blood for like four hours, you know, it's kind of hard to be calm anymore, you know. And so I did the best I could. And then I was mad at myself because I'm like, you're not doing what they told you to do. And I'm mad at myself now for that and everything. Anyway, I get to the hospital, um, the ambulance takes me in. Um, it was trauma too, I think, was the thing I went in. They, like, stretcher me up to the room. All these nurses are waiting for me. Um, you know, 
I get into surgery and they, they figure out like where, where the two things were. They cauterized, I think, two blood vessels and uh, suctioned out the blood from my stomach and all this other stuff and then kept me overnight at a hospital. And, you know, um, my mom drove overnight to get here. She drove like 16 hours. Uh, her and her boyfriend did. So it was um, it was a lot. You know, I had emailed my professors earlier in the day saying, like, I'm having issues and I'm not sure I'm going to make it to class. And they were all very understanding. Um, but I was also supposed to teach my first day um, that Friday. So instead, I'm laying in a hospital room eating popsicles because those popsicles were so nice. <laughs> um, I kept asking the nurses. They'd, they'd be like, uh, I'd hit that little button and they'd come in and I'd be like, can I, I'm sorry to bother you, but can I get another popsicle? They're so nice. Like those popsicles. Oh my. And that unsweetened applesauce. I was like, wow, this is so great. Oh man. And the water. I was just like, oh. So anyway, my mom ended up getting here in time to pick me up from the hospital when I got discharged. Um, but it was traumatizing. It's been hard for me to like sleep at night because sometimes I I get really scared that it's going to happen again. Um, and thankfully now I'm at a point where I'm starting to do a little bit better. But I'm not going to lie, y'all, like this past week especially has been mentally really tough for me. And, you know, I guess this is such a vulnerable show now like this is such a vulnerable podcast that you know here it goes but I got to a really dark place um everything that I used to love about being in Colorado about being in school um everything I got to do and like taking walks every day for example like stuff like that I couldn't do it anymore and I would be sitting in these little Zoom classes thinking, like, what is the point of everything? Like, why does any of this matter? Who cares about the academy? Like, literally none of this really matters. And that was horrifying. But, like, also that's me being real. Like, I've been so low that I've just been, like, I don't even know, like, what is there for me to look forward to in life anymore? Like bad, very, very bad. And um, I've thankfully, you know, like I had my group therapy this past week. I reached out for a kind of emergency session that I'm going to have on Monday, which is really good. Like one-on-one -on -one CAPS counselor, but yeah, I'm not doing too great. Just all that to say, like really not. Um, I did go back for my follow-up this past Wednesday, and um, the doctor said everything is looking really good now, so hopefully I won't have any more issues. But, um, you know, the plan was not to have two surgeries in six days, and it certainly wasn't to have the trauma of literally I got to the point where I was like, okay, if I was going to die. You know, which maybe that seems extreme to some people, but like, I don't know that anyone really fully understands kind of the magnitude of what was happening to me. They might be like, oh, you had a nosebleed, but like, no, I was literally like the doctor was like, you are hemorrhaging right now. 
And like they tested my my blood levels too to see if I needed a transfusion. And he said my numbers were just high enough that I didn't. Um, but there's also now the implications of like for the next month of my life, basically, like I, I'm so tired. I can't, I can't really do much. Um, today was the first time I went on a, a walk and it was about 3.6 miles and I walked so slow compared to what I usually can. And, you know, that's hard sometimes to like, A, just, I go to class and I'm sitting there and I can't think without my brain starting to hurt really bad. And like, I have to take Tylenol or something Um, and I can't walk like I usually could. Um, It's been really tough to just exist in a body that's trying its best. Like my body, oh my God, has been through so much. Um, And yeah, so hopefully I'm going to be on the mend again. but I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with school. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for all the people who have, have helped me and been there for me. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like beating myself up because I'm like, why did I even think this was a good idea to do in the first place? Like, what was I thinking? Um, but also like, you can't, you can't plan for this. And like, this has never happened before in their medical practice. So, you know glad it was me I guess but like you can't plan for that stuff um I wish I had more inspiring things to tell you all um I wish I could be like my my usual self but I'm just gonna keep it real like yeah I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of struggling right now and um I'm just going to do the best I can and uh, I can never repay everyone for how much they did for me, especially my roommates, especially my mom. Um, I just, I couldn't have done it without them. And I guess um, all that to say, just if you're out there struggling too, like we just have to take it one day at a time which everyone says, and that's so cliche. And, um, but also to just to highlight the, the mental ramifications of traumatic events in life or surgeries or any type of thing related to health. There are real implications of it that maybe I hadn't fully understood before. Um, and now I'm, I'm going through it. I'm not sure how to process all of what happened to me. And I wanted to record something for y'all for a few days now, quite a few days. But truthfully, for me to be able to talk about it, it's been really hard. And I've had like uncontrollable crying and like emotions have been just everywhere for me. And I didn't want to do that on here. So I'm pretty proud of myself that I made it fairly well. But you know, the other things are like my laugh. It's kind of gone right now. Like I can't really laugh. You don't really realize how much you use your nose and like muscles around your nose until all of a sudden they're like not working. And you're like, oh, wow, I can't, I can't laugh like I usually can, or I still can't really smile, um, which is really hard for me because my, my smile and my laugh are 
some of my favorite things about myself. They're like my best qualities, honestly. They're things a lot of people love about me. They're things I love about myself. And not being able to do those things anymore in the same way has been really tough too. It's like, well, what do I have to offer this world anymore? It's terrible and, and very dramatic in, in ways. It, that's been the other thing too. Um, so I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling better, I guess, with my nose. But mentally, I think I'm going to have quite a road ahead of me. And um, I'm kind of ready to put January behind me. The bar is really low for February. Like, if I don't end up in an ambulance, like, that's a better month already. You know, like, that's, I'm doing well. So, um, hopefully, yeah. But but not being able to do things I, I like to do or that I used to like to do and trying to figure out, like, what am I even doing with my life? Like, all these existential crises that I've been having. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot. So if you're listening still, you're not completely like grossed out at this point or like, wow, what a downer of an episode. Um, thank you. Uh, but also keep me in your thoughts. If you are prayer a prayer if you are a praying type, um, please keep me in your prayers. Um and and send me all the warm vibes in the world. The weather today was quite lovely. It's like fifty-two, um, sunny, which I love. And I actually, like I said, like I did go on a longer walk, but I'm pretty exhausted from it. So I'm going to try to to rest while I also do a lot of catch-up work this weekend. Um, But that's kind of the update from old day here. (laughs) Um, Fingers crossed that things will be much better this week, much smoother. And I'm very grateful for all the help I've received the professors who've been understanding, you know, the people substitute teaching for me, just like all the help I've, I didn't know I needed, but I really did need it. And um, I'm grateful for the people who stepped up, even when I didn't explicitly ask for help. So, yeah. Um, keep shining, y'all. Uh, this is This is a rough time. I think a lot of people are going through different things right now. And I just want to to recognize like this is real life. This is this is me right now. I told y'all I'd keep it real and this is me. So uh, anyway, it feels good to get this episode done. Like I said, it's something I've wanted to do and uh I'm glad I finally finally could do it. So anyway, again, I will hopefully talk to y'all again soon um thank you for for listening to me and i'll see y'all in or no i'm not again i keep coming back to that see y'all thing i'm i will talk to y'all in the next episode